Blog Talk hey. Radio. Hey, this is Pam Perry, and we are here for another Chocolate Pages show. Books so good you can eat them. I am here to talk about a new book called You Gotta Let God Finish, okay? And this person actually just actually just had a book where they are releasing it just now. So I am so excited to have them on. And um, her name is Dr. Savon Funches, Dr. Savon Funches. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a former MBA wife who once sported high heels and money as a source of power and self-esteem. She offers readers a beautiful garment of praise to God who faithfully raised her from the ashes of a failed life in center court. So I'm going to let you digest that a little bit, okay? It's like, hmm, okay. So Dr. Savon Funches is a renowned public speaker, author, and a loving mother who is committed to sharing a life, transforming truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. She is spearheading a wild woman publishing, and she has authored and released two books. She's authored and released two books. Yes, the first book was called A True Story of God's Glory, The Life of Savon L. Funches Wade, and You Gotta Let God Finish, which is what we'll be talking about today. So Funches also has founded and heads a Women's Worth Foundation, a nonprofit organization helping women and children, survivors of domestic violence, heal and be restored. Dr. Funches has earned a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master-level certification in professional counseling, a doctorate in theology, and a Juris Doctor degree in law where she graduated magna cum laude. Currently, Dr. Funches owns her own alternate dispute resolution firm, the Mediation Matters Firm, LLC, in Atlanta, where she provides clients alternative dispute resolution services, and she's been featured in many popular TV and print outlets. A portion, though, from this book is going to be will go to a Women's Worth Foundation to help women and children survivors of domestic violence. So w- without any more introduction, I want you to know that I'm going to bring on Dr. Savan Trunches. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I just thank you for being here on the Chocolate Pages show. And uh, this is good. This is good. So one of the, the things I want people to know that they can go to awildwoman.com. That's A-Wild, W-O, stands for a woman of word, um, dot com, awildwoman.com. So first of all, I just want to, to ask you, first question out, so what made you write this book? This is your second book. So what made Dr. Savon Funches write this book? Well, I believe that God laid it upon my heart um, to just share with people and give them some sort of understanding that he's given me about the process of waiting. You know, what do you do while you wait on God to do what he promised? And and how do you deal Mm -hmm. with things like disappointment and, um, you know, people becoming heavy and maybe even starting to doubt because of a certain amount of time that's passed from the promise actually possessing that promise. And I was someone who struggled Mm -hmm. with that doubt. I was someone who, you know, I uh, was feeling the weight of waiting on God, and 
as that was happening to me, God just began to open up the scriptures to me. He began to reveal his heart to me and a lot of his ways to me so that I had understanding. And um, it really helped me get through it. I mean, I was literally on the brink of just throwing up my hands when God Mm. gave me this revelation. And so when when I say when you say God gave you the revelation, so what are some of the main key revelations that you have in the book? Because I know you make a lot of different comparisons of different people in the Bible, and some of the those things that God gave you that you poured out in the book, one was being Joseph, one being Lazarus. So give us an example of like the Lazarus chapter, okay? Because a lot of people don't really understand. Maybe they they do understand a little bit about Lazarus in the Bible, but how God gave you that revelation of that? Because those that that's the the miracle needing people. Um, those mm-hmm. are people who truly, 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 if God doesn't do it, it will not get done. These are not people with a plan B. <laughs> if God doesn't do it, it mm-hmm. simply won't get done. These are people where situations literally appear dead. Something is over. The case is closed. They've exhausted their appeals. Right. <laughs> and if God doesn't mm-hmm. turn it around, it's not turning. And so I think that sometimes people, what's complicated for people they mistakenly believe it's complicated for God. And I often hear people say nothing is too hard for God. And I like to think this, nothing is hard at all for God. After all, he's God. So God was just letting me know there are situations where people have maybe prayed for the restoration of their marriage, but the divorce got finalized. That's like Lazarus dying. That Mary and Martha prayed for Lazarus while he was sick, but then he died. And now we're four days in the tomb. It's like, what, why bother? Why bother Jesus anymore about this? There are certain people maybe needing the restoration of their marriage, and they feel like once the judge pronounced them divorced, that's it, that's all. God is begging to differ. It's never over until God says it's over. And God has the power to resurrect the most deadest situation that you could ever be in. So that's where Mm -hmm. that revelation Mm -hmm. came from. And then what about Nehemiah? Because Nehemiah is one of those people in the Old Testament that I really, really love. But talk about the revelation that you got from um, and you got to let God finish about Nehemiah. Well, that one was more about um, something that life does, the enemy does, as we are trying to do what God called us to do. And that's mainly bring about, about distractions. And God was mm. bringing the point to me that these distractions can be as serious as a, a matter of life and death. But if God called you to put your hand to the plow, don't come off the wall like Nehemiah did just because the devil is throwing threats at you or people are talking about you. I experienced some of that in my own life. And they did the same thing to Nehemiah. They, they slandered his name. They threatened his yes. life. Then when they couldn't do that, mm-hmm. they began negotiating, like trying to get this frenemy thing going. Maybe let's try that. But anything to just get him to stop building the kingdom of God. Whatever you do, don't co-labor with Christ is basically – what is happening. And so when God gave me that revelation, I think that a lot of people would agree smaller things are distractions, but what God began to reveal to me was serious as a matter of life and death. But if I tell you it's just a distraction, don't give it your time and attention, not even in prayer. Just keep building. Mm, because just the purpose keep is building. Not to just keep building. You got to keep building. No more distractions is what God was telling mm-hmm. me. So he was speaking to me and then through me like all at the same mm-hmm. time. So um, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. I was obviously dealing with some distractions myself and had to learn how to mm-hmm. stay focused no matter what. Mm-hmm. I like the book because a lot of the book, um, 
tell us a little bit about your story, but then it also talks about quoting like chapter and verse and, and really how God um, systematically unveils mysterious ways, you know, and last minute plans. Like you said, there is like no plan B. It's just like there's a brand new plan and there's, you know, God producing his miracle. So one of the things that um, you talk about, obviously Jesus, but then you talk about Joseph. So Joseph, I want you to kind of explain a little bit of the revelation of that because some of the things that you've gone through in the past would take most people out. And you kind of even quote that a little bit. It says, um, you know, that at a certain point in time, you kind of felt like, you know, it was like, I, I don't even know. I'm just done. You know, I'm done with that. It's like, I'm, I'm done. It's, and, and some people, you know, will feel like that. You said that I've danced with despair, entertained out and confessed with tearful eyes. I give up. But talk about Joseph, because right. Joseph could have definitely given up. I mean, Joseph was like, you all left me here, you put me here. I mean, you know, Joseph just, whew, Joseph had a lot going on. So kind of tell us the revelation you got from that, from you personally, and what you share in the book, you got to let God finish. Yeah, well, in that in that particular chapter, and I mean, that one is like one that really, really helped me go through, uh, get through when God was mm-hmm. explaining to me mm-hmm. that, and it's called You Can Trust the Journey. Because a lot of times what God promises us is something very beautiful, like he did the children of Israel, land flowing with milk and honey. But the only thing they're seeing is that they're under the hand of a taskmaster, they're slaves, and actually the beatings have gotten worse since you said that, right? And so it's going from bad to worse, and God has promised something so beautiful and so glorious, but all you're seeing is ugly. It's like a nightmare when God promised you a beautiful dream. But God let me know, mm-hmm. just like you can trust, you can trust the journey He puts you on. Sometimes it's like with making gold; it goes through fire first, and then it becomes pure gold. Some people see the fire and they feel like this can't be God, so they're done. They're like, this, mm-hmm. this can't be a part of this process. This can't be the way, and they'll go another way. But um, God is able to take even the worst of situations and work them together for good. And God just showed me that if it wasn't for Joseph's brother's uh, jealousy, and jealousy is wrong, but, but it's like, wait, let God finish. So somebody would say, it's mm. wrong, so this can't be God. But no, let him finish. If it wasn't for the brother's jealousy, they never would have sold him to the Ishmaelites. And if it wasn't for the Ishmaelites loving money to the point that they'll even make people uh, to be slaves, <laughs> if it wasn't for the love of money in their heart, he would have never gotten to Potiphar. And if it wasn't for Potiphar's wife accusing him falsely of raping her, he never would have went to jail. And if he didn't go to jail, he never would have met the butler and the baker where he interpreted that dream. And then he never would have got to Pharaoh, which led him to basically the second in, in line to run an entire nation. Yes. Still to this day, we're talking yes. about Joseph and what God did in his life. But that, that, mm-hmm. that path God took him on, that journey, it just one thing after another it gives you every reason to turn a different way, any way but this way, because this can't be the way, right? This doesn't look like something <laughs> that, that God would turn into something good. And so God let me know that, like, right, he's in control, and the Bible says not a leaf falls from the tree without it being his perfect will. So just relax and trust the journey as best you can and trust the journey. try to meditate on people like, like Joseph when you feel like this can't be it. Mm-hmm. Trust the journey because at the very end, Joseph was the was the reason he was the answer to their prayers. I mean, Joseph was the one that he helped saved them, them all really survive. Yes, yes, he saved them all, yep. and it was like that was the whole point. It just shows you just how much God really would love a person, not just the person going through. Well, obviously, God loved Joseph enough to know that he could withstand and he can go through it, and that he would he would go through it. But then also he loved those his brothers enough and his family enough to say, you know what, I want you to save them as well. So it's just, it, yep. you know, God handpicks who he's going to use for what. 
So give me the, the chapter that we talk about uh, Moses. I love Moses. Moses is one of my favorite characters in the book. So tell me the chapter about Moses. I love, I love that, too. God, God revealed to me that early on in Moses' life, there was that um, decree that was issued, and they were trying to kill all, like, uh, males born at that time. Mm-hmm. His life, well, he was still a baby, so he's innocent. That represents innocence, God showed me. That represents being blameless, like dotting every I and crossing every T, because people get so caught up. Uh, thinking that the love of God has something to do with your behavior, but God truly does love us unconditionally. That's good days and bad days. And so God kept mm-hmm. him while he was in that Nile River, and he ended up uh, living with Pharaoh, uh, a different Pharaoh, obviously, than at Joseph's time. But God kept him. He was innocent. He did nothing to avail himself of, like, the alligator-filled waters, and God kept him. Now, most believers would think, of course, God kept him. He was innocent, but God isn't finished. Let him finish. Once Moses mm-hmm. got in, uh, older and he saw that one of the Egyptians did something wrong to one of the Israelites, he let his anger get the best of him, didn't wait for God to defend him, took matters in his own hand, and killed a man. And so now he, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's what God told me is a fleeing felon, basically, into the desert. Now blood is on Moses' hands, literally, at this point. And now people would think, now God is going to deal with him. You wait and you see now. But God showed me it was in the desert that Moses realized his destiny, and, and it was in the desert when God came and, and, and revealed himself to Moses face himself. to face. Mm-hmm. That isolation, and so whether that's you're right, innocent, that's right. right? Or, the, or the blood mm-hmm. is still on your hands. The love of God is truly unconditional. God doesn't like for us to sin, obviously because it's destructive, but what you do and what you don't do doesn't change God. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he is love. Come on, so that's man. how they're referring mm-hmm. at home, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So we are talking with Dr. Savon Funches. Oh, my goodness. If you think you you are going through anything or if you just know of someone who's going through something, the book, the revelation in this book, you've got to let God finish. The whole point of it is just let God finish, right? You've got to let him finish, meaning that yep. in Joseph's life, in Jesus' life, I mean, Jesus, you could talk about Jesus too. So talk about get, letting God finish. <laughs> Because when they thought it was done, it was when he said it was finished, it's like, no, let me show you, it is finished, like at that point. But then also, too, really, the, the, what I like about this, Dr. Funches, is that the fact that we can read the Bible and we can go to church and, and we can really, you know, take it in. But when something happens to you and, and you really get it, it's the wisdom that is so powerful in this book because you lived through a lot of this stuff. I mean, everybody knows the story of Joseph. You know, if you're a Christian, you know the story of Joseph, Moses, Nehemiah, and Daniel. But to really understand that you came through situations where these were the stories that really got revealed to you that helped you go through. And that's the whole point of a book. The whole point of the book is really for you to, like, okay, I know the Bible, that's good, but you read the revelation of someone who's gone through something very traumatic, mm-hmm. very humiliating, very, very public, very, you know, it's like a fire. Mm-hmm. And then to have like a, where at a certain point in time, now you go and you go back and get the master's, you get the jurist, doctorate degree, you start a foundation, you're helping other women. I mean, that's when you let God finish because it's like, that's the point where I wanted you to be that person like the Joseph to help people, to pull them through, or like the Moses, like, you know, during the isolation where I can finally speak to you because you were so busy doing mm-hmm. something else. 
But now that I actually have you, now I'm revealing, like, the thing that I really wanted you to do. And this right there, and I always say you can either learn from mistakes or mentors. And really part of it is, like, you, God was your mentor in this book. God was your mentor because you really just sat and just sat at his feet. Like Mary and Martha, you know, one of them is like, okay, I'm going to sit at your feet. And you learned, and you learned, and, and the book just shares that. So it's priceless what you share. And one of the things that it, it, it does, you know, it, 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 you talk about that you're healed, you know, your mind, your emotions, your heart, and your soul have been healed. And a lot of this has to do with the fact of the domestic violence abuse. And abuse doesn't have to be, you know, you're on an interview yesterday and you're talking about abuse doesn't always have to be physical. It could be emotional. It can be any type of abuse, something where someone who the, the original purpose is for, they're, they're using it for bad. So abuse is that yep. thing where it's like that's not the original purpose of that. Why why are you doing that? And so one of the things mm-hmm. that I like that you talk about in the book of it, it ministers biblical comfort to those that are frustrated, mm-hmm. those that are confused, those are who really question God. So talk about a time when you question God and and how it really um it really was, it's, it's not wrong to question God, but talk about a time when you questioned God and how it led you to a different path of freedom where you are now. Well, I I would say that not, not very long after um, I was separated from my ex-husband, I really began to question God because it was like God had spoken to me. And I mean, very clearly, I had a promise from God and I'm just like, this is great. And I guess I envisioned that promise taking place with the person I was married to at the time. It seemed to be almost immediately after God released that word that hell broke completely loose like never before. So Mm. I was like, God, wait a minute. It's like you just promised me sunshine, and I can hear the thunder, and I feel the rain. And it's a heavy rain, right? So I I didn't understand what was happening, what what is going on, and then... I obviously even began to question as I went through uh, a custody battle with my ex and, and God affirmed to me himself about how I love my children and how the best thing you can give someone is to give them me and that you have given your children. You, you've labored with me to lay this foundation for them and, this, and there's nothing else greater that you could have ever given them. And I'm thinking to myself, well, God, if this is true, why am I feeling like I'm on the losing side? Mm-hmm. But I saw God. Mm-hmm work things together, and I've I've witnessed the power of God. And the truth is, a lot of times people want a miracle, but miracles really are born out of messes, truthfully. I mean, there's there's a mess before there's a miracle. I like that. That's true. Yeah, I've learned that. That is so true, Dr. Fudson. I still got to bless me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, bless me. I don't need a miracle. Yeah, you can Right, that's true, because you cannot have a miracle unless there is a mess somewhere. That is so true. That is so true. Oh, that is good. (laughs) It it, it is. And and I thought I was going to lose the affection of my children and and things like that, and I was was so afraid. It was like the thing, I was like, Job, the things I feared the most had come upon me. I didn't know what I was Mm going to do, um, you know, having to just be on my own after being with someone for so long, and then my children. I was so afraid for them. And what I learned was, your children, you might as well sleep good at night because if God is for you, nothing can be against you successfully. That's just absolutely it. I learned the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Like you said, it's no longer just Mm -hmm. words on a page in the Bible for me. This is something I literally walked out 
when they took my children, I learned what it meant, the peace of God surpassing all understanding. I went to the oh, movie that same night. I got the news. I felt like this. The Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? This is it. God is mm-hmm. in control. He has a plan. I believe he loves me, and this is nothing for him to fix. So I learned mm-hmm. what that peace really was. So now when I tell people, I'm not necessarily telling them something I learned when I went to school for that, for theology, I'm telling them something that God has done like with Moses, had a personal Ooh. encounter and come to reveal mm-hmm. himself to me for my sake and theirs. God let me know a long time ago, this isn't just for you. So mm-hmm. this is, this has mm-hmm. been quite the journey, but I, I have to be honest, you know, I otherwise wouldn't have known it. Like you said, I, I got to know him in that, in that desert place, that place where it's just me mm-hmm. and him. So uh, other than that happening, I probably would have never. I was way too busy doing nothing, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That peace, that, that is like the main thing. People can't buy it. You can't, you can't manufacture it. You can't, uh, you nope. know, it's just, it's, it's when you say the pieces that passes all understanding, when people look at you and says, oh, my God, how did Dr. Savon function? How does she go through that? How does, how does she have peace that passes all understanding? It's in this book. It really is. It's in this book, and you have to really get it to really understand. You got to let God finish because the revelation of it does come through. Because when you go through a situation, it's it's one thing, like you said, to read in the book. I got it. You went to Sunday school. I memorized these scriptures, right? But it's another right. thing to really walk it out, okay? Because yeah. I'm telling you, I even had a situation. I remember when my daughter was really, really small, and I picked her up from um, daycare. And uh, she was like, I, it's so funny. I, I only had her going to daycare three days a week because I really was fearful that something may happen to her. So I went to her home with two days. I'm thinking like that. that I'm thinking now that's so stupid because if it can happen on three days, I mean, you know, really, like, <laughs> you know, you might, fear like, is irrational. Any sense. Right. It was irrational. Right. But I was so afraid that something would happen to her. But I said, I'll just have her go part time. So anyway, so one day I go pick her up. And when I pick her up, her face is bloody. Bloody, wow. bloody, and it was like, oh my god, I, I was gonna call you. I didn't, call. and I'm like, what? She says, yeah, another baby uh, scratched your baby, and baby, my baby couldn't even turn over, so she was like, she was probably about three months old, and 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 mm. the blood was all over her face, and I was like, oh my god, and so I pick up the phone, I call my husband, I says, and I'm not hysterical at this point. I don't know what happened, and I tell my husband, I said, our daughter's been scratched at school. At the daycare. He says, oh, I'll be home later. I said, no, it's really bad. He says, okay, I'll be home later. Mm-hmm. So finally, I mean, when he comes home, he sees that all this blood. I mean, they try to put some cream on it, some Neosporin on it. And, I mean, it's bad. Like, you could, it's just really bad. And then he comes in, and he's usually calm. And he goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God, we've got to get to an mm-hmm. emergency. All I can say is the peace that passes all understanding because I was so calm. Now, I'm usually the one that's hyper and out of control. I could have left on that woman and probably beat her down, okay? Or I could have just lost my mind as I'm driving home. But literally, it it ended up being the peace. I mean, the peace of God passes all understanding. I mean, literally, when I got home, I was – I. I, that was an out-of-body experience because I just know that was God that gave it to me because literally when I think about today, it was like, what what, what happened? I, I still don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, she ended up being fine. We took her to emergency. It wasn't a child. It was some kind of animal, like a cat or whatever, that attacked her with his claw wow. because she was 
probably trying to find the milk or whatever, and, and they didn't know this cat was upstairs. Or what, I mean, it was just bad. Obviously, she never went back there again. But the whole point of it was is that the peace of God walked me through that. It really did. I mean, to this point where I just like, even to this day, it's like I just know that God just kept me through that. And my husband was the one that was like going freaking out, and he's usually the calm one. <laughs> But when, when you talk about having a scripture that comes real, it's like that's yeah. when you know. I have that hanging up in, in my um, in my bedroom, piece of God that passes all understanding. It's just like one of those things, like one of my favorites, because it makes such a big difference to your life. You know for a fact. And I think anytime we can read a book and we can glean from the wisdom of someone else, it is one of those things where it just really fortifies your soul. Because there's yep. so much that can go on in our life, but if you can read books that can fortify your soul, you will know that God is really just preparing you and equipping you, even if it's not for you, but it could be for a friend. And it's like, you know what? I read this book. You've got to let God finish. I'm going to give this to you. I know that this is probably the season yep. that you're in. And so I think, mm-hmm. you know, just even like what's going on in our political climate right now, this book is good even if it's not anything personal, but just a lot of things that are going on that we just have never seen in the history of America, things that are going on in the White House. So this book right here, you've got to let God finish because that's a word right there. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a word. It's a word. I'm telling you, you got to let God finish because he's not done yet. He's not done. Right. You know, just like when they thought they that Jesus was like, okay, well, he's on the cross. He's in the tomb. It's, it's done. Mm-mm, nope, not, not really. Just wait. Wait three days. Right. And, and and then it's like it just it just set the time. You know, it just broke the time. You know, there's B C and then there's A D. It just broke the time. That was that was like where, hey, it was so powerful that it just like we just now talk about time in terms of before Christ and after his death. That's one of the things. It's just like yeah. it just broke the time. So, Dr. Savant, I am just so, I'm just like, give us some last words of wisdom. Um, tell us again where people can find the book, first of all, and tell us um, again where um, they can find more information about you if you want to to be invited to speak or, or, or that sort of thing or even do workshops for, for women, especially during Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So kind of tell us the information yeah. where we can find you. Sure. Um, on my website, it's uh, www.awowwoman.com, and that's wow as in W-O-W, standing for women of words. Um, so at awowwoman.com, people can submit, like, inquiries and things like that. They even have the opportunity to email me there if they want to just even vent. Sometimes people ask for advice, things like that. Um, I'm here to help as best as I can and to serve God by serving his people. And I would just say lastly, um, oh, you know what? You can get this book, too, on the website, but you can also get it from, like, Amazon and Barnes & Noble online. There's a few other retailers. Okay. And I obviously will bring mm-hmm. it if I'm ever invited to speak and things like that so I can autograph it for mm-hmm. people. But I would say as far as last last words are concerned, I would encourage people. Sometimes people feel like they have to understand everything before they'll pick up something and read it. They sort of feel like I'm not there yet or maybe that I'm not on that level or something like that. But we have to always remember that the word of God, and this is this book or any book that God somebody, um, when God does that, it's like food. And the same way you need to feed your natural body, because if you go too long without food, it, it can lead to death. The, your spirit mm-hmm. has to be fed. Your spirit is what will be lasting even after, after the body is 
done away with and just becomes bones in the ground. Your spirit will live on. So I just tell people, eat the food. God is his word. And when you receive it, when you just eat it, eat, even though you don't understand everything, it's important to eat because as you let God in you, as you eat and you feast off of him and you eat him, God himself will be the one to give the revelation or the understanding that's needed in its time. But it's about eating. You know, you don't understand every ingredient or know it when you're at a restaurant, but you eat it all. You'll clean right. that plate. You know, you don't understand everything <laughs> about it, but you make sure you eat because you need to. You more so need to eat um, this than something else because the truth is we can we can do some fasting even from, from natural food. So I would just tell the people be fed. Uh, and don't be discouraged if you don't understand everything, you know. God makes all things mm-hmm. beautiful in his time, and he'll give you understanding as you need it. But just make sure that you eat. Oh, man, that is good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Savon Funches. Thank you so much. Thank this you. was really good. This is really good. So just just so that you know, we just had a, a wonderful conversation with Dr. Savon Funches. You gotta let God finish, and that is that is the thing. You gotta let God finish. So we are finished. I'm Pam Perry. We are finished with this interview. Do you want to continue the conversation and, and understand more? You gotta get the book, and then maybe just have a book club meeting about it too. That's a good idea. So get the book, and then have a book club meeting about it, and then really, you know, discuss and dig into the God's word with with the book. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Chocolate Pages Show. God bless you, and thank you for having me. All righty. God bless. Take care. All righty. God bless. So you will hear more from Dr. Savon Funches. Go to awowwoman.com. All righty. And make sure that you stay connected. All righty. Book is available on Amazon. God bless you. And we will talk with you soon. I'm Pam Perry, pamperrypr.com. Bye-bye.